I need someone who can handle the big matches, look over the contracts, and handle the crap that I don't care about. All the stuff outside of the ring. So I can focus on what I do best, and that is hurt people in the ring. You got it? I'm your man. I'm your man. Do not overstep your boundaries, because I will permanently break both your legs. Understood? Done. Aaliyah, help me up. Help me up. Help me up. Welcome to the Robert Stone brand. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the War Report. Basketball is back. Baseball is back. Yankees are back. Lakers are playing right now. We're back. Talking about NXT and AEW. Of course, I'm your host, Marjani. Joined by Cyrus. How you living? We talked so much. <laughs> I forgot to hit record. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, well, everybody missed a uh, great introduction, apparently. <laughs> yeah. But- it, it, it was a nice, smooth conversation about impact, I think. Uh, that is the most I, I, I've learned about impact in so long. It's what well, it was funny because I feel like this is probably the most a lot of people have talked about impact in a long time because mm-hmm. with Slammiversary, they had some eyes on them this weekend because there was a lot the of good brothers did their thing. There were a lot of 90 day contracts that were up. People were interested to see who was going to show up. And that is my intro as we go into in the trenches right now. Let's talk a little bit about impact because it's that day started with a certain podcast talking shop. Anderson and Gallows talked about their experiences with WWE weren't too kind on Paul Heyman. They are not fans of him and learned a little tidbit with that because when their contracts were up initially, they were going to sign with AEW. So, uh, the first team that the Young Bucks were actually going to feud with was going to be Anderson and Gallows. They were going to get attacked on the first. That was how the first Dynamite was going to end. So you had them. You had an AEW contract in front of them. Then you had a New Japan contract in front of them. So that combined would probably would have been or made what they were making in WWE. Triple H, of course, went to, uh, went to Japan, <laughs> added a couple zeros to it. They stayed. Got real cerebral. <laughs> they forced their disagreements on their run. Uh, Phil, you know, these is May. Flash forward to Impact Slammiversary. They got a whole bunch of free agency acquisitions. Heath, EC3, Eric Young, Kurt Hawkins, Anderson, and Gallows. A lot of ex-WWE guys. Yeah. Also, a lot of... People I was never really that excited for in the WWE. So that picture of them all doing the middle finger is just like, you know, uh, that's cool. I'm still not going to watch, though. And I feel I definitely feel like someone like uh, Heath Slater would definitely come back. Well, Heath came back to Raw, right? For uh, what what they were doing with. uh, Drew Drew got him a quick bag. So I thought like he was he was going to sign. But he showed that on Impact. By the way, Slammiversary, they have to work on... Impact has to work on their sound. There's no reason <laughs> why you're doing a replay, commentary's talking, and then there's an echo of the replay talking over what commentary is doing while it's in the ring. <laughs> no Just live direct feed. If you can sign all these guys, you can make sure your lighting is right because it looked like lucha underground at some points that's how dark it was without like you know mm-hmm. gritzy cinematography and if somebody's cutting a promo like heath wire his sound to his mic people were talking about all right man i can't hear him uh i mean basically with these acquisitions i'm like okay you know what i mean like impact gets eyes on them heath is basically doing like the free agency thing, like, all right, you're not really signed here. You know what I mean? Like, he's, I guess he's working for a deal. Eric Young was in a title match. EC3 is going after Moose. Kurt Hawkins, not even sure what he's doing yet. They just did a promo for him coming to, uh, you know, Impact. 
and then Anderson and Gallows, they're going to get in the t- you know tag team title race until they can go back over to Japan because they said they as soon as they could go back there, they will be there. <laughs> that that's cool. They're, I think they're definitely needed over there. Kurt Hawkins, best of luck. Show 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 us what you're all about. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, there's a lot of good young talent. And uh, impact, you know, you got Chris Bay, you got, mm-hmm. good guy, yeah, Chris Bay, Willie Mack, Ace Austin, oh. Trey. Uh, Seeing Willie Mack on Impact, I was just like, you've been here the whole time. <laughs> Watching Slammiversary, I think a lot of people felt that way. The North, I think, is one of the. There's some of the, you know, one of the best tag teams in wrestling. They're just on Impact. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't have access TV or you don't watch it on Twitch, you're not going to see them. That's very unfortunate. One thing I will say, and we did talk about this off air before we get into AEW because we're going to switch it up. We're going to do AEW, we're going to do NXT, and then we're going to get into Last Rites. Thank you for your comments. We'll read them. Deanna Perrazzo, new Impact Knockouts Championship. They immediately cashed in on her. She beat Jordan Grace. Will mention though, working without an impact contract. This is a handshake deal. They put the title on her. Impact will always be a very weird promotion to me. But the fact that they're still running, maybe they're maybe they're making all the right decisions. Anthem's got the bag, man. Anthem's got the money. They can literally do whatever the hell they want. Apparently, man, they they just got a haul. Uh, I don't know. I know somebody mentioned Rusev to me. I have no idea. Uh, maybe he goes to New Japan. Or maybe he... I mean, he's having a lot of fun doing his YouTube and Twitch. He could just do that for right now. I know he had COVID. He has to wait until that subsides before he makes any decisions. But, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see. Yeah. Maybe... I feel like maybe he should have... He would have been at Slammiversary. I, I hope he makes it out okay, though. I would love to see him in New Japan. They need, you know what? Like, given what just happened and what can possibly happen, I think Saturday and Sunday, uh, Sunoku Lord, because that's a big pay per view coming up this weekend. I, apparently, Jay White is making his way back over there. You know, they nice. Well, there's going to be Whoops. a big ass Bullet Club reckoning. <laughs> the whole, in one the whole brand. <laughs> it's all. Uh, has did WCW ever do that? Where like the main feud was just all NWO guys. Well, there was a there was a big feud with NWO Black and White and NWO Wolfpack. It was short lived hmm. though. Like it should have went on longer, but they cut it off at the knees, and then they kind of combined them all together with. Hulk Hogan, and then it was just like this weird hoshpash with like, you know, Hogan, Nash, Scott Hall, uh, Lex Luthor, uh, Lex Luger, and then like guys like Stevie Ray, uh, Crush, <laughs> IRS. They were just kind of like NWO second team, <laughs> the, the the B team. That's essentially what they were, and I mean, hopefully. New Japan does not do that because they've done this once before. Having an infighting in Bullet Club, like, let's not... Like, not even, like, within, like, it's been five years since that, or, like, less than that. Like, they didn't even really let that, they didn't let that shit simmer at all. Oh, they were just like, most like of that story... stuff to... with Cody and Kenny? That was, yeah, like, a year Yeah, ago. it was, like, two years ago. Yeah, a year and a half ago. But yeah. I, 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 remember, I remember the original one where it was... Where it was like really more eter- uh, internal, where it involved Kenny Omega and Tomatonga, and then they rehashed it again for Cody and for Cody and Kenny, yeah, and that was, was like mainly a ROH uh, thing. Yeah, it was Cody and Kenny because it was like, all right, who is the head of the Bullet Club? Then it was like Tama- Tomatonga because he had enough of like all the elite stuff, and he said that you know Kenny's not. Bullet Club for life. Then yeah. Cody and Kenny kind of hashed it out, and then the Tongans uh, attacked them at the <laughs> New Japan U.S. show. I remember that because uh, I think Haku came, 
Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I remember who And then that ended. And then, yeah. Let's not do this again, New Japan. Like, Ghetto, if you're listening to this, <laughs> of course yeah. he would be listening to the War Report. Don't do that again. Let's, you know what I mean? Like, figure it out. Do it quick. I, I think the matches will be very unique and uh, very fun. Like, e- Evil versus Jay White could be a really cool match. And if they ever get uh, Tongo to go against anybody, I think that match will be really cool as well. So you got Hiromu. Maybe the matches, the, the matches will be fire, but, you know, it'll probably be a weird little story, but at least the matches will be good. Hiromu versus Evil this weekend. Uh, if you want to wait That's this weekend? Yes, sir. You got If you want to set your alarm oh. for, like, what, 5 or 6 a.m.? Sometimes no, I'm I'd going be, to bed. Listen, sometimes I'll be forgotten, man. Like, sometimes I wake up uh, after, like, a workout and stuff. Like, oh, shit, New Japan is on. And I'll turn it on, and like, I'm in the last five minutes of the match. Now, some people That's all you need to see. like, all right, cool. You caught, the, you caught the match where you were supposed to be. But, like, yeah, of course. Yeah, like, but, yeah, this weekend, uh, that's going to be a really good match, I think. I, I don't think that is going to win, but you know what? Hiromu still wants that. Match with his mentor, Naito, for the title. So, we'll see how it plays out. You know what I grew up around? You know what I grew up around? Alcoholics. Junkies. I grew up around that. And I had to survive. I had to grind. You couldn't last a day in my shoes. So, you don't tell me nothing about grinding. All right, let's move on to AEW because there was a lot of stuff to get to here. So, as announced, they will have an AEW Women's Tag Team Tournament. To my surprise, like, I was I was like, really? So, it's going to be eight teams. It's going to debut sometime in the summer. Considering that we're smack dab in the middle of summer right now. And they plan to have it as an annual tradition. Now... Anybody would kind of think if they're announcing this that they're going to introduce some type of uh, women's tag team titles. Yeah. But you look at that roster, so many people are, are so many, you know, wrestlers are hurt. I don't well, know how many people they really have signed because they showed, like, if you see yeah. like, the promos, they show Anna Jay, uh, they show uh, Nyla Rose. But I'm like, is that enough to fill eight teams? Yeah, and I'm just like, are we just going to get a hodgepodge of, like, random teams? Because right now, yes, there's not a lot of women on the shows. So we're just going to get a lot of non-real, like, actual teams. That's, like, is Rebel going to be I mean, on the team? Uh, because... Yeah. But, like, one can say, like, WWE did it the same, but... Some of these women actually have like sort of like relationships with one another, and I don't think there's a lot of AEW team well women that have like actual friends on there. Like I would say Hikaru Shida, like her friend, could possibly be uh, Chris Statlander. I don't know who the hell Nyla Rose is going to team with. I don't know who Anna Jay is going to team with. I don't know who Penelope Ford is going to team with. Yeah, that's my so. that's my fear too. Is that you're going to put a lot of indie uh, talent as teams, right? So yeah. So when you set these brackets, you're going to see who who the teams are uh, going to be who are clearly going to run away with it. And it just kind of stifles you having this tag team tournament because you're like, all right, cool. Like, whoever's Nyla with, is with, if she's going to be, I guess, with Vicky Guerrero or something yeah. like that. Like, whoever Nyla's with, they're going to go to the finals. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah, that definitely seems like a final thing. Or uh, Diamante. But I feel I. But but uh, yeah, Diamante uh, and Ivelisse. I they they might be like a semis finals match, honestly. But um, it, it it really just comes. I see it just coming down to whoever Nyla Rose teams with, and whoever the Nightmare Sister is going to team with. And if Nyla Rose isn't in it, probably Britt Baker. They're going to have to stall with Britt. Like, how do you even do that? Like, are you going to have somebody, like, Rebel fight and then Britt somehow cheat all the way to the finals? Like, Britt has already said that, you know, she's going to be ready for All Out. I don't know when the finals are going to be. Uh, But, like, maybe they keep hyping it, but they have to – 
if you're gonna do this in all, you have to do this soon, because like you know, what I mean? like I, but I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe this, the tournament starts after all out. When is all out? But then the again, summer. Oh. Um, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Like this is still in the works. They do want to make an annual tradition. So hopefully by this time next year, when you know, fingers crossed, if we're in front of crowds again, like this will be another big thing. Eddie Kingston. And they have a lot of talent. Yeah, they they need a lot of people to heal heal up. Eddie Kingston showed up to fight Cody for the TNT title. Great promo here. What'd you think about the match though? This is a hardcore match. Not that. Not that hardcore. <laughs> I wish it was a straight up wrestling match because I think Eddie Kingston is a fantastic wrestler. It sucks that they have to sort of pull the sort of gimmick, but possibly due to uh, protect somebody involved. I don't really know. But I, I wish it was a regular match. I do think Eddie Kingston is a really good wrestler. What I think, and the theme of this AEW show, I, I, I liked a lot of things on this show. There were some things that I was like, eh, but like, I generally like the show as a whole. What I think yeah. the whole theme of the show was, you saw it with the Young Bucks and Butcher and Blade. They had this like crazy Falls Count Anywhere match, which by that the was, way, that was a cool. lot of people got hurt. Blade hurt his side, Matt jammed his knee, and Nick got hurt after the Swanton. I don't know... Uh, old ass uh, <laughs> injuries but they are very hurt Cody you could see with Eddie Kingston that was a babyface promo and a lot of people raved about it justly because Eddie cuts amazing promos throughout his whole career yeah. if you've seen uh, NWA Power that's one of the highlights of that show when he when he comes and he does cuts a promo uh they're furthering Cody becoming a heel. Uh, you could tell that slowly like, but surely. Still, like getting irritated with him because Cody had something to prove, especially with the tax uh, and things of that. And they're trying to showcase Cody in these different matches. But if AEW still has some capital left, and if Eddie Kingston's available, I don't see why you don't sign him. After this yeah. dynamite, it would be a big mistake to like get a reaction out of him and everybody rave about it and then be like, oh, well, he's going back to NWA power. I don't know what his contract status is. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, nor do I. I. When I saw that he was on the show, I was very happy for him. But I was just like, is this going to stay? Like, are you signing? Because I don't want to, like, get my hopes up and, like, go crazy. But if they have the bag, definitely open it for him. I think he's a fantastic wrestler. I would definitely – I definitely think he would add a – he would step up the quality (laughs) in a lot of these guys. Like, I I guess for a lot for the mid-card because, well, he's only had one match. But they – I don't – he's just – he doesn't seem to me like a guy you would really want to, like – beat him down and like have him have like a losing streak going on. Like definitely should be some sort of TNT champion or so no, a champion of some sort. No Luther matches, no Luther hard, no matches. Luther, you know, maybe one Luther match, but it don't go long. I think that would definitely be on dark. And by the way, uh, there will be 12 matches on dark this week. 12. I, I don't know why they keep loading up dark like this. They're trying. It doesn't make me want to, it doesn't make me want to watch it anymore. So, I will talk about, like, you know, this will lead into our next thing. They're trying to build angles off of Dark. Because they did that this week with the Brian Cage and Ricky Starks alliance. Because now they're in a little mini stable with Taz. Uh, They're both going after Darby Allin and Moxley. Another note. Darby Allin has a concussion. Because if if you noticed... Ricky Starks comes in hot and hits him and knocks yeah. him against the rope. Yes, he did have a concussion. I don't know if Darby's going to be ready for next week. Hopefully he does. Darby takes, and after that spot, Darby takes a hell of a powerbomb from Brian Cage. Right after, yeah. So, like, I hope he's okay. That sucks. Yeah, I hope he's okay as well. Like, he was, just, he was like, just getting his footing. <laughs> What do you think about this this new stable kind of pairing up Ricky Starks with him? I think it's cool. Taz definitely is a great talker. So he's going to do amazing work for both of these guys. I just hope that 
maybe we do see them have some actual gold because I'm still not sold on this FD, uh, FTW title thing. Like, it's not like it's not real to me, you know. Like, it's just on the show. Like, it doesn't really mean anything to me. <laughs> I know you've been sour on the FTW thing, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, I, I do like Taz being the mouthpiece of, of these two men. If you do watch Dark. He's really good at commentary. It seems like him and oh yeah, him and Excalibur actually have a different sort of chemistry. There, it's a lot looser than the main show. Uh, like Brian Cage, you just hey, need him to be. A I badass. want yeah, I wanted Taz to replace Jr. for the longest, and Brian Cage just being a badass. He definitely he expressed that he wanted to talk more, and I definitely think this week would have been nice for him to just talk to Taz in public about what he did. Yes, because Taz because Taz did hint that him and Brian Cage got into a heated argument over what happened in the Moxley match of him throwing in the towel. It would have been kind of nice if they did like they caught like backstage footage of them arguing and then kind of hash yeah. it out. Or like not like not even that. Like clearly they already hash it out when they go out there. So why not just have Brian Cage go, now people would think that I would fire you after this, but you explained it to me, and would you like to explain it to the people what you'd like your intent for last week? Just something light, or just, you know, say light. <laughs> I hear you. I, you know, I agree with that. I do. Like, you can have him, it's back to the 90s. Like, yeah. you could have the badass say a few things and not kind of destroy the allure and then have Taz be... Yeah, and then I, I just think he he gets to do his thing where he just talks a little bit more. Like I know people did trash like his promos in Lucha Underground. I don't remember them too well. I like them a lot in Lucha Underground. Uh, so just keep it short. Like I don't think you could. I don't think you could cut a really bad promo if it's short. So next week you got Mox and Darby versus Ricky Starks and Brian Cage in the Tornado Tag Match. That's going to be insane. Hopefully Darby's okay. And if Darby's not okay, I would like to see Ricky Starks versus Moxley. That's Good, the yeah. match I would prefer to see Good instead. Call. And have, yeah, like, have that on the main show. Now, don't put that on Dark. <laughs> don't put anything on Dark. Well, no, I'm like, Dark is cool, but like, Dark is getting to be a long card. Like, Dark is now like, yeah. dynamite light now. Because there's a lot of matches. There may be some squashes, but well, long... dark. Yeah, there, there are squashes, squashes and stuff. But dark be having way more matches than dynamite, and knowing that some of them are mostly squashes, or like a lot of them just have people that I'm not necessarily too interested in. Like not none of the real heavy hitters are on there, or we're gonna have an amazing match on there. So I'm just like. Uh, I'm okay. Like, you remember that one dark where Kenny Omega was, uh, I think it was Kenny Omega versus Kip Saban, and that match banged? Yeah. Like, I don't think there's been, like, that real, like, talked about dark match in a really long time. I just go on Twitter one day and see nine nine to 12 matches, and I'm just like, I don't want to watch this. Like, I don't want to watch Peter Avalon. Oh, I just want to say, uh, shout out to Aaron Solo. He had a match on dark. Oh, yeah, he's on it. Scorpio Sky, I think he goes against Wardlow this week. That's going to be rough. R.I.P., but that's my guy, though. <laughs> now to Aaron Solo. Uh, Get the bag. Week, Abaddon is going to be fighting Skylar Moore. Uh, cool. Nice, uh, nice to see her back on the show, man. Yeah, Karashida will be fighting against another uh, indie wrestler as well. So, I mean, and also uh, a return let's, let's... Sammy Guevara will be on there. Uh, I believe he was on uh, Dark this week as his little weird persona, uh, Pentico, Sir Pentico. Oh, uh, another such match a lame that, name. Another match that I will highlight. Uh, well, a guy that I'm going to highlight that's on Dark too. Will Hob, sign him, please. Not familiar with that name. Good. Well, first of all, like we all know that like AEW does need more. Let's just say wrestlers of the black persuasion they have come under fire uh with that recently yeah they need please sign that man so you got sign anybody black i think that helped 
Oh, man. So, uh, just a quick run. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see him. Oh, they're going to get squashed against Dark Order. That's cool. <laughs> so, like, I'll, I'll just say, like, a couple notable matches that are going to happen on Dark this week. So, I said a couple. SCU, Santana Ortiz, and Private Party. Orange Cassidy and Serpentico. I, I guess maybe he's going to be a real person now. Uh, you got the initiative, <laughs> the initiative versus FTR. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I'm, I'm <laughs> uh, Kenzie Page and Penelope Ford. So a, a lot of these female wrestlers Come are, saying on, right now are probably going to be in the tag tournament. Yeah, but like, just why, man? We this. Ain't got it. Ain't got to be it. <laughs> it don't got to be like this. <laughs> let's move on and let's talk about Hangman Page and Dark Order. Dark Order tried to offer Hangman Page to join. Of course, he turned them down. He got beat down after fighting Alan Angels. FTR made the save. Kenny came out. Very I thought that was really, really, really cool. This. Good storytelling on uh, on this one right here. Like, just having FTR come out first way before Kenny does. <laughs> I thought it was a really funny touch. That that's a really good story uh, going on there. I'm glad to see that Dark Order is getting back into the mix, and they'll be getting their tag match next week. So I'm really excited for that. Yes, after you know being undefeated for it seems half a year, they're finally going to get their <laughs> yeah. tag team title match. And we're getting the tease. Hangman Page, Kenny Omega not seeing eye to eye. Kenny was being very aggressive in his match and then like beating down you know, Jurassic Express. Maybe he loses it. It seems like FTR and Hangman Page, you know, they're beer drinking buddies, so why don't mm-hmm. they hang out? Uh, maybe we'll get a like, you know, as we talked last week, maybe get a Kenny Hill turn. Yeah, Ken, Kenny is sort of like, you know, Losing his screws. So I, I just thought of right now, what if he joins Dark Order? Damn, Dark Order has a lot of members, don't it? It would have... Yeah, but I, I think Kenny would definitely need the comfort of a cult right now. That would be... You know what? I've never thought of that as a possibility. That would be an interesting wrinkle. Would you... Like, would you have him... Would he be... Would he be over, like, Brody Lee? Probably not, because... You know, he's mostly just there for the comfort, not for like power or anything. So maybe he's just like there to be just a just to be really a part of a group. You know, it doesn't really matter his position. He just wants to have that sh- uh, that shield around him. So I mean, you could play that up because I could see you know him being ostracized with Hangman Page and him hanging out with FDR, and then him being too mm-hmm. irrational for the Young Bucks. And of course, Cody's doing his own own thing. So he could be yeah. wallowing the weeds, and then like Dark Order's like, "Hey, listen, join us." But uh, would you have somebody like Kenny Omega be under somebody, like as in like you know, be like a second in command? Well, you see how Colt Cabana is usually just always around him. Maybe Kenny is more. Maybe he'll he'll. Well. I won't say just, like, have him, like, stand outside the ring like you know how they normally do, but maybe what do that. <laughs> what all, like, the Kenny Faithful want, they want him to go back to the cleaner. They want New Japan Kenny back. And he was a heel. Well, like, they're not going to get – they won't be getting that. But if you do want your heel Kenny, I think maybe Dark Order Kenny or just, like, a more sadder, darker Kenny – would possibly suffice. Listen, man, that's interesting. I, I'm not even going to knock that because I didn't even think of that. So, you know, we kind of speak some... I'm with it. Hey, we kind of speak some <laughs> of these uh, storylines into fruition if you've listened to previous episodes. So maybe they're listening to this and then, like, taking... Hey, down. man. <laughs> this comes to life? <laughs> Cut us I'm back. screaming at the top of my lungs, man. <laughs> cut the podcast and check them because like that's that's <laughs> happened a couple times and like it's like all right maybe this isn't coincidence you know what i mean hey man i'll take i'll take a aew bag shit <laughs> and final point final point as we kind of hinted at in a little bit we have a returning sammy Guevara to the inner circle i know some people don't like this but he was always bound to come back <laughs> it's sooner or later I know, you know, they said 
Well, Tony Khan never said a, a amount of days. He said 30. Some people said, okay, it's really like 27. You know, how many, you know, how could you go through sensitivity tra- training in 27 days? I don't know the logistics of that. Yeah, like nor do I. Was Sammy Guevara just on a Zoom call on mute for 45 minutes? And it was just like, all right, chill out. <laughs> just take a small little quiz. Yeah, did they send him literature? Uh, like you said, like a small little quiz. Like, you know how you, uh, at companies, you take quizzes to like, all right, well, you know. You got to do a survey. <laughs> yeah, like identity theft. Like, do you understand what this is? And like, you take, and then you take the quiz and then... You print out a certificate and you're good for the year. I don't know if that. Yeah, that's it. yeah I've ne- I ain't never been in no sensitivity training because I ain't never really upset nobody. So. <laughs> well, I don't. I've never said what he said. So. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, I, I ain't never got myself under no fire like that. Yeah. Well, hopefully he has learned from it. He won't do it again, and he continues to learn from it for the sake of this match. Yeah. Inner Circle needed him. He joined back. They beat up Jurassic Express. And now you're going to have a big-ass powwow next week. Not excited for that. I am not excited for that. You have all the inner circle versus Orange Cassidy, best friends, and Jurassic Express. It's a 10-man tag. It's a 10-man tag. The last, like, multi-man match in AEW that, like, went crazy was that tag team four-way. That was a really long time ago. This is going to have to end the show because it's going to eat up so much time. Yeah, and I'm not going to part. I don't I'm not. I'm not for this right now. <laughs> Maybe I'll open the show. You know, AEW's weird. Uh, not, well, Cody. Well, it depends on what the independent star they get to fight Cody. If it's big and they want to keep it a secret, then then, then that's going to end. Traditionally, I would think that Mox, the AEW champion, and that match would end the show. But Cody either uh, opens the show or he ends the show. So we'll see about that next week. No. Uh, other than the matches I mentioned, you got Diamante versus Karashita in a non-title match. Uh, and also Hangman Page, Omega versus the Dark Order. And then we get to see what other independent star comes to stake this claim against Cody in the TNT title open challenge. All right, switching gears. Come on, you're going too what far. What the hell? You're going too far. Let's go. Get in the ring. Oh, I said no. It's on me. This has to be breaking Keith Lee's heart. Nobody cares about Dijakovic more than him. About NXT. Really good show. I thought that both these shows were good for different reasons. NXT, you're built in blocks now. Now you're seeing the future. Because now you have NXT TakeOver 30. And by the way, that logo is fire. Literally, yeah. Fire it, in it, it reminds me. It, it, is it the uh, is it the Ice Cube or the uh, Vin Diesel movie that's just like uh, State of Triple X or some shit yeah, like that? Like it really Vin reminds Diesel me of that. That was really dope. Good logo. Uh, of course. Now a lot of people speculated that the announcement that Re- William Regal had was going to be you know him retiring or bringing any UK people over. I well, I read that they were going to shut down NXT UK because everybody just hates NXT UK for some reason. Uh, I, I definitely the the way I read that tweet earlier that morning, I definitely thought he was going to step down. And some of us estimated that Page would possibly t- be taking over. I was just like, sure, because you know, backstage got uh, got canned. But if Page just wanted to be on screen, then let her do her thing. But I'm glad Regal is still staying around. I think he's a really good general manager. Like he gets involved when he needs to, and there's never been really any real shenanigans with him throughout the years I've been seeing. Well, I think if you had Paige be basically like the GM for NXT, it would be so, it would just be weird. She did a good job when she was on the main shows, but Regal is NXT. It would have been weird to even have that. NXT UK, I think what happened was they took a few people off the main poster and re-angled it and, and things like that. Basically yeah, that's about it. Speaking out. They just 
well, like, is it a result of speaking out, or is it just a normal update? Uh, well, none of us really knows. I, yeah, I didn't read that, Jordan like, too Devlin deep off. into it. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, they took... Well, taking Jordan Devlin off, yeah. Taking Tyler Bate and Trent Seven, uh... Yeah, yeah, maybe. But, uh... Who knows? We'll see. Uh... The thing that was actually announced was the North American title tournament. Keith Lee cuts a great promo on why, you know, he wanted to do this and relinquish the title, of course, to give people a chance. I, th- I, I agree thought this with was that really because cool. there's too many damn people that they have in NXT <clears throat> for him to do the whole double champ thing. Like I said, I know double champs are all the rage in wrestling right now. You don't need it in NXT because people would just be fighting for fighting sake. Yeah, I, I I said it last week. Having the whole double champion thing kind of just like streamlines everybody into one direction, and that one direction is Keith Lee. So I'm glad that they, you know, relinquished it, especially if Keith, well, especially if they were never planning Keith uh, to book Keith Lee in a, you know, two matches in the same night, then don't do the double champion thing. Or even if they weren't planning for him to like defend the NXT championship one night and then like the North American, like another night, if that was never in the plans, then like you don't have to do it. Although that would be weird. It's working pretty well for Sasha and Bailey, but it would be a lot of extra work for Keith Lee at least. So I think it's really cool that um never getting this really cool tag, uh, ladder match, right? It's a ladder match. Yeah. It's going to be a ladder match. It's going to be a triple threat ladder match. I believe. Uh, like I said, like with Keith Lee, like he joins, uh, champions like Oscar who have to relinquish the belt, they didn't lose it. That's special. They should keep it that yeah. way, by the way. It shouldn't be like everybody like relinquished the belt, you should lose it. But, you know, Keith Lee started his ascent with the North American title. He's got the main title now. He doesn't really need the North American title. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like we always felt like he was going to be NXT. And maybe they're just doing some course correction. Like maybe him having both titles was never really in the cards, but they found a way to make it work. And now they're just going to do some course correction going into the original plan. And maybe the ladder match will be the start of this. And then whatever they written before the whole COVID thing started, you know? Well, he gets that accolade, right? He gets to be the first yeah. double champ in NXT. And that may, and especially, may never happen again. Yeah, it shouldn't happen. It may never happen again. You're right. It may never happen. So, like, he gets the that feather in his cap, and now that he has it, now you could just kind of, you know, give that title and have other people fight for it. The first mm-hmm. qualifying match, Bronson Reed, Roderick Strong, and Johnny Gargano, was probably my favorite match of all of Wednesday. Bronson Reed was absolutely a couple L's banger. against Carrion Cross, Roderick Strong, Johnny Gargano, both previous North American title holders, made him look great. I think, like I've said, like NXT knows how to book triple threat matches. Bronson Reed looks strong and athletic. Roderick Strong and Johnny Gargano still got to get their stuff off uh, fighting each other. Mm-hmm. And you maybe you, you want to see that down the road. And then, you know, Bronson Reed picks up the win, which was the right thing. You want to elevate your new guys. Well, to me, it was the right thing. You want to elevate your new guys. Yeah. Roddy and Johnny Gargano, they don't need the title. They've already had it. Yeah, like two former champions. When when I saw Johnny Gargano was in the match, I was just like, oh, I guess he's going to like be in the match because, you know, they need some sort of like, I guess like large NXT entity, <laughs> I guess, or just like <laughs> somebody, to, uh, somebody to raise that sort of stakes of, of the match, I guess. But Bronson Reed getting the win, it surprised me, and I thought it was really cool. And the match was amazing, man. Uh, Roger Strong, still one of my favorites in NXT. Thick Boy moves on. Next week, you got Finn Balor, Dexter Loomis. They need to stop calling him that. <laughs> That's sneaky. <laughs> Next week, yeah, Finn Balor, Dexter Loomis, and Timothy Thatcher, and another qualifier. Oh. That is going to be a crazy... My yick hard, bruh. <laughs> Yo, I heard Finn Balor said Dexter Loomis, Timothy Thatcher. I was like, turn this shit the fuck up. Oh, my God. I am I am very excited for this match next week. It's a crazy clash of styles. I want to see how they work together, especially with Timothy Thatcher in it. And I don't know who's going to win. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's going to move on in that. Yeah, if, 
Dog, if Finn Balor doesn't win, that's going to be so wild to me. They could pull the wool over our eyes and Timothy Thatcher would. If Finn gets pinned here, that's going to be insane. I don't think it's going to happen, but that'd be wild. But, like, who who even takes the pin? You can't do Dexter Loomis like that. And you can't do Thatcher like that because he's been beating on – he's been beating on Orny, Orny Lorcan. And uh, Loomis got a big win over uh, Killian Dane. So if Finn Balor takes the pin here, that'd be sort of crazy to me. I'm going to guess that Loomis takes the pin. I don't want him to, but, like, if you look at Finn and Timothy Thatcher, like, I'm like, sorry. Like, I love, you know, Loomis Hive. Wait. No. Loomis wins. (laughs) One, there's no Loomis slander in my house. (laughs) Listen. Dexter Loomis wins, but in the result of this match, we get a Finn Balor and Timothy Thatcher match at NXT TakeOver 30. <laughs> That'd be a very interesting feud, to say the least. And a match God. that I would love to look forward to. That match got 30 stars already written on it. Well, Timothy Thatcher's going to need a big feud going into like TakeOver. Yes. So why not Finn Balor? I think Finn might be it. Or Roddy, or somebody like that. And then Dex hey, uh, hey, man, Roger Strong? That match will be a banger. <laughs> look, at, look at this fantasy booking over here. Hey, man, something's going to work out. <laughs> so, moving on, Robert Stonebrand, they have a new member. First off, I want to start that. When Shotzi drives the damn tank over Robert Stone, and Mer- Mercedes Martinez comes out, him out of nowhere, are so shocked, they forget that the tank is on his leg, and then he's like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 get the, oh, get the, get the tank off me." Well, <laughs> you ain't never been so scared to paint this one. I don't know, man. <laughs> that must have been a hell of an adrenaline rush to have a whole toy tank. On your already injured leg, and you forget you're like, oh, oh, oh. It, no, it, 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 no, it was his other leg. So Shazi Blackheart ruined both his legs. <laughs> but no, Mercedes came out of nowhere and just kicked the shit away. I was just like, wow, that's that felt so sudden. For the and, past two weeks, uh, NXT women have been getting a lot of feet to the face <laughs> yeah just big boots off that's hard uh and you know what i may i may have talked a lot of my, my a lot of my garbage but i'm i'm gonna have to dial it back i'm fucking with the rockstone brand what wait whoa i'm, fu- this is I'm fucking with the rockstone brand this is i'm fucking with the rockstone brand you're what what i, I like i like this i like this a lot them being this joke, but he gets the work done. What well, Killian Dane wanted his match. Robert Stone said, "I might be a joke. I got you." Instantly had the match for next week. Come on, man, it's effective. I, I'm, I'm not going to hate Mercedes Martinez. She told him straight up, "You handle the paperwork. I just want to go beat some ass." That is all that needs to be done. I love them having Mercedes Martinez is a really, really good addition to the team. It really is. I like that she was down to business. Like, All right, man, I'm not down with that funny stuff. You just handle the paperwork. And it works for both Mercedes and Shotzi. Shotzi gets to work with a veteran like Mercedes. Mercedes mm-hmm. gets a big feud against like a red-hot baby face. They can work together and like, just... I don't think that anybody comes out of this on the losing end. Yeah, it's really good. And even, like, Shashi Blackheart is a baby face, but a loss doesn't really hurt her. No. That's, especially a loss to Mercedes Martinez, like, that's not going to hurt her. It's not going to hurt. Do you think that Mercedes and Aaliyah could be a tag team down the road? Oh, I ain't saying that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, you know, jokes aside, maybe, like, you remember, I don't even know why I remember this match. You remember when Nyla Rose and Liva Bates teamed up together on yes. that one dark, and Nyla Rose carried the whole thing? Yes. Maybe Mercedes Martinez kind of carries the whole thing and then gets a big win. You know against, that, like, 
Do you some jobbers? Aaliyah, like she hasn't gotten better in the ring in six years. I'm not. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> Honestly, like, like, I don't have. I don't have. I don't have a. I don't have a real. Well, Mercedes Martinez don't have to like her. You like all your coworkers. <laughs> We just on the same brand. <laughs> just hold, just hold it down. I'm gonna I'm a beat these two girls' ass, and then just let it be. And it could be like like Katie Cannon Zaro and like some other I, person. Who cares? You took the thoughts right out of my brain. I just like, let it be her. Caden, uh, come on down. <laughs> it's time to take this pin, baby. Oh, man. <laughs> it's funny how we're. Hey man, I'm with it. Wavelength now. We're like. Hmm. And uh, I had a brief discussion. I had a brief discussion with Justin, and then he was just like, "What if Rob Stone eventually wants to get his revenge on Rhea Ripley, and now he has a big threat like Mercedes Martinez to enact his vengeance?" And we get that on some takeover. Doesn't matter which one or anytime soon, but that is something that's in the books, and that's fire, bro. That would help out Rhea Ripley so. Much, especially yeah. because she is uh, ice cold right now. Yeah, and like, yeah, she expressed that she has like title aspirations, but she wasn't even like said on the show this week. And I did express, I think, like two weeks ago, that I would like to see Mercedes Martinez and uh, Rhea Ripley have a feud. And this is a cool. That would be a really cool way to get there. Listen, man, like Mercedes could be another big heel in that division. You got Dakota right now. You got you can have Mercedes be number two. Love it. To finish up NXT, of course, we got to talk. I mean, Karrion Cross versus Dominic Dijakovic. Hey, so, I might I might have said that the triple throw was my favorite match, but I enjoyed this match. You were a lot. over this damn match, and especially the outcome. <laughs> it's like how do you? I don't know how can you hate this, like, like maybe no, it's kind of just it. like. No, I listen. I loved it. I know that you fucking loved. Just, it. I loved it. Yeah, I, it, 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 I it, might it, like it a little too much, but it's just like just think about it. You have this threat that's been lingering around for a really long time, and then he really comes through and really kicks ass. <laughs> listen, I love how like the match said, didn't go too long. It was it was perfect length. It served its purpose in the story. I'll you know say that it was great all around. And this is how, real quick. Of course, Keith Lee and Dom, Dom are best friends. That's the, that's established. Carrying Cross. Mm-hmm. First of all, the match and how it went. Dominic Dijakovic still looked great. You know what I mean? Like he still yeah. got offense. Probably got the most offense out of Carrying Cross. Everybody on the roster so far. Karrion Cross basically doing the whole Ivan Drago, uh, Apollo Creed thing with Keith Lee and Dominic saying, like, listen, I got this. And him, you know, Karrion putting him to sleep. That was great. That's hard. It, it puts, first off, we've seen Keith Lee, his threats are like the Johnny Gargano's, the Roderick Strong's. Um, people have been talking like, oh, man, if – Imagine Keith Lee against like Roman Reigns, like remember what we saw, or Brock Lesnar. Now you get yeah, a and we're... who's big and strong, like Karrion Cross, who's a menace. They've done the best thing with him to build him as a badass. Now you're like, oh, oh, like can he? He can actually beat the hell out. Of, he might actually beat Keith yeah. Lee. I, I think you know. I guess some people said that you know they're they're waiting too long for Cross, like you know. It's like a slow burn, like they're not doing it fast enough. And then other people saying it's too soon. I'm in this position where I'm just like, it's perfectly fine, honestly. I I like how this build is really going. And, you know, the North American title division was a very, like, Hoss division. But Karrion Cross doesn't wrestle, like, doesn't wrestle, like, uh, Dijak or uh, Damian Priest. So, you, you saw... Like a sort of like Randy Orton with a lot of headlocks and just being just overwhelmingly powerful. Like that's really cool. And then just seeing him, somebody that's taken Keith Lee to the limit. Yeah, Di- yeah, that's another. Right? And then just- Di- Dijakovic has taken Keith Lee to the limit. He's beaten Keith Lee. You know what I mean? Like Keith Lee. He was really just playing him. with him, bro. Keith Lee's not going to like 
be running over Karrion Cross. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So now you have a real threat. With I think it's just a natural progression. You don't sit on somebody like Karrion Cross. And SummerSlam takeovers are usually big. So you have to pull the trigger on this. Like, whether if Keith Lee loses and, you know, which I don't think he will. Well, but if you want to e- move him even on, if, even if Karrion loses, that doesn't mean the feud could be over. People just think once they lose, like, the feud is over. But, like, we've seen feuds go on for three months, three rematches, or, you know, best of seven series is like we've seen this sort of thing happen before so even if carrying cross loses he can certainly just come right back like there's no win loss shit so it doesn't really have to end at takeover 30 so is it too soon or is it too late whatever the story let's just see how the story plays out for now on on, on that but i think i think it's going to be really cool i agree uh, you know what I mean? Let's see how it plays out. You can't go back to Adam Cole again. I don't think so. Yeah. I think he's main roster bound. But like you said, like it depends on who you are. And we just got to see it. We got a month to see this playing out. All right. Let's get to last rights. We got some four comments. These are very in-depth. So I'm going to read these real quick. Thank you for okay. whoever like filled out, you know, sorry, after last night. We greatly appreciate it. This is a pretty cool segment. All right. First response. This is from a uh, Twitter named Fern. Never had submitted one of these, but last night's show made me feel like the AEW style of wrestling show is something that may have passed me by. I've been an on and off watcher of AEW, but have watched every show since COVID lockdowns happened in March. I feel a bit left out because there's just something that isn't clicking with me. It feels too, I don't know if the right word is ironic, whether it's the entrance songs or weird gimmicks given to obvious badass ring uh, and ring performance like Luchasaurus. Watching the Bucks matches and the main event for the first time in the 30 years of life made me question whether I was getting too old for this type of wrestling. <laughs> because that Kingston-Cody match was by far my favorite thing from any Dynamite show in the past four months. Kingston had brought... So Ooh, much, okay. Uh, Kingston brought some... Uh, so much needed sincerity and earnest I hadn't really seen from AEW. As for NXT, three bangers with Thatcher, Lorkin, Triple Threat, and the final third of the main event. Enjoyed variety of all three matches. Thank you, Fern. Yeah, I I, I agree with the NXT thing. Like It, it was a really good uh, NXT show this week with those three matches, honestly. And for the AEW, like, I, I don't... A lot of indie wrestling is like that, honestly. Like... I don't, I part I I enjoyed the the uh, the butcher and the blade and the bucks match. So, uh, yeah. All right, let's go to. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> let's go to it. DJ Larry. I feel like NXT showed when it comes to building stars, they have Jacksonville Dixie beat by a mile. Cross looks like <laughs> 2003 Lesnar, dominant, but just not, but not just unbeatable. Thatcher is great. Keith Lee is here to stay, and Reed Loomis. Plus all the guys in the tough like Kushida, Phantasma, etc. Too many greats who would be jobbing that cheap ass ratings. You know, you know the one where you cut a promo <laughs> of how tough you are, and then job the Dusty's least talented son. Wow, AEW got to figure it out because less than a year and people are getting sick of the elite when they have hoard some cool indie talent that could be stars. Instead, they give fake yeah. belts from 1997 and have hardcore in Oh, let's, let's turn the slander down, guys. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Have hardcore NWA legends throwing towels while they, they look, stars, look like hoes. Love the show, guys. Keep doing the good work that you do. Thank you, DJ Larry. Wow, that is... <laughs> well... T- t- <laughs> I mean... I agree with most of it. I probably would have said it a little bit nice. No, <laughs> maybe a little bit nicer. Oh, I, I agree though. Um, I definitely think that the the problem. I saw a tweet earlier today that said people have problems with W like W not making any stars. And a good friend of ours, uh, Rich, who runs uh, Daily Smart, really good uh, Twitter page you should follow. And he basically just said. You know, AEW often just has established names 
as their biggest stars. And that's completely true. And I added to the fact that Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and Jungle Boy has never beaten the like four super established guys that are on that show. Well, like I, I guess Orange Cassidy as well. That he's been added to like their new like big star edition. But Lost Cassidy has, yeah, uh, Jericho, yeah, yeah. They've never beaten Jericho. They've never beaten Cody. They've never been beat Moxley. They haven't beat uh, Omega. I think the only people to actually like have a younger team go over was the Bucks, and that's really cool. Cool for them to do that uh, when they did with Private Party way back. Very good points. All right, let's get the Seth super kick. I would rather they let Keith run with both belts because I th- the thought of him defending in two separate matches at the next takeover, majority picking yeah. up interest. Good point. Yeah. And also so that Velveteen Dream, as long as reign a North American champion of all time, could be erased from the history books. Ooh, that pro... Well... Well, can't do that now. So... Uh, but that's a good. That's also a good point. That would have been a good idea. Plus, if he just loses the NXT Championship at Takeover Thirty, what was the point? That being said, I like the idea of doing a fatal five-way ladder match to crown the new uh, North American Champion. The fact that talents like Bronson Reed and Timothy Thatcher, Dexter Loomis, are going to be given a chance to have Takeover shine is great. And the triple threat tonight was really good. Solid show overall. Really looking forward to how the next couple weeks shake out. Also, Io. Dakota will major, uh, majorly slap, but we pretty much all know that. I agree, too. I am very looking forward to EO and Dakota. Yeah, uh, I can't wait to see what they do next week with them, because they, they touched on it a little bit this week. So I, I hope they do a lot uh, developing that story next week. Uh, we got J-Mac, uh, w, J-Mac WDC. Watch the Kingston Cody match on AEW match was great mainly watched NXT and thought that the triple threat and main event were bangers it's weird how Lee gave up the double champ so quickly I understand the reasoning and we are instantly seeing the benefits of him relinquishing the title so I'm not going to harp on that too much like yeah like yeah it sucks that he's not double champion no more but like as soon as he did that, we got this crazy ladder match and you know all these crazy triple threats that are coming in like within the weeks. So uh, it's not all bad. Yeah, and when they did previous ladder matches, I'd love to remember the, the first North American title ladder, ladder match. Yeah, Ricochet and love that. That, that guy <laughs> named EC3 and uh, another guy. Who his I only moment name. was his only cool moment was mocking Adam Cole. <laughs> Adam Cole. Yeah, they did well, and they want to showcase their talent, and that's what they're doing. You remember Lars being in that match? That was the guy I was hinting at. The guy who that shall not be. <laughs> uh, Lars Sullivan, who I have no idea. Where is this guy? That man's cooked. Karma's going crazy on his ass. He's been he's been banished to the Nether Realm, or where you know. Uh, what is, what is the ultimate Wherever Shang Tsung goes. From, uh, nowhere or something like that. He's nowhere zone or something. I forget. But he's where the, he's somewhere. He's just not on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and granted, previous comments and uh, message board comments, good, I'll say. Yeah. Uh, we all, uh, Justin also said this on Twitter. NXT was strong this week. Strong is in all caps. Great triple threat, good progression of Mercedes Martinez, and the main event angle was great. I think we're all in agreement that like we really like the main event angle. Hey man, seeing <laughs> seeing uh, Dijak get hold like that, Jesus Christ, man, all worth it. <laughs> listen, he didn't have to. Like Keith Lee was saying, yeah, he like, definitely didn't have to do that. Yeah, Keith Lee was saying, like, listen, I'll help. He's like, nah, man, I got it, nah, man, I, got I got it. it. He did not have it. He was, he, and everybody was doing the Rocky comparisons, and it was just like, "Hey, man, Rocky's a good movie." So this is this is he. Listen, I'm thankful that no talent steal from the best. God knows, on the other show, we've seen that. What three, four Mm -hmm. times? (laughs) We're good. All right. Doing different things is refreshing. Yes, but that's it. That is it. Uh, thank you for like all your comments. Of course, we will be back with that, you know, last rights next week. 
NXT, uh, we're still waiting to see, you know, what matches they announce. AEW has announced their full card. Like, as we said, AEW Dark has 12 matches on it. 12. Uh, I'm not watching. <laughs> yeah, I figured, yeah, I figured you would. <laughs> um, next, you know, this weekend, we got uh, Sudoku Lord, as we talked about. Uh, we got, you know, if you want to check out Evil versus Hiromu, that's going to be a great match that is for the... Uh, Both titles. Yeah, it's it's for the the cha- the main championship and for the IC title. Uh, as I said, I don't think that you know, I would love Hiromu to win, but I don't think yeah. that's going to happen. Absolutely not. For myself and Cyrus, thank you for always listening to us. Uh, follow us over at RNC Radio Live on Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe to our channels wherever you listen to podcasts. We will be back next week. Of course, talking NXT and AEW. Wear masks, be safe out there, knuckleheads.